Today, the Biden administration is one step closer to transing your girls' locker rooms across the country and a shocking report on the ATF illegally spying on gun owners in America. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and the House Appropriations Committee met yesterday to discuss the Biden regime's newly proposed Title IX changes that would prohibit schools from outright banning transgendered students from being able to play in the sport aligning with their gender identity. Now remember, Title IX, which was passed in 1972, was literally written and designed to protect women, to make sure that women receive the same fairness and treatment as men to ensure that women were not discriminated against. And now, somehow, we have an education secretary who, during this hearing yesterday, refuses to even define what a woman is. Watch. So can you please tell me, or can you please define for me, what is a woman? Uh, our focus at the department is to provide equal access to students, including students who are uh, LGBTQ, access free from discrimination. Okay. Is that so? What's the def? What's the definition of a woman? You haven't given me that. You haven't answered my well, question. I think that's almost secondary to the important role that I have as Secretary of Education. Hmm. Equal opportunity for all students, not for the girls who lose scholarships to these mentally ill men, not for the girls who are uncomfortable with a male in the bathroom with them, not for the girls who are violated by having to share a locker room with a dude letting his wiener hang out for all the girls to see whether they like it or not. Speaking of wieners, Leah Thomas put out a new video on the newly proposed changes, calling them a good start, but criticizing the Biden administration for not going far enough. Watch. My name is Leah Thomas. I'm a transgender woman, a former college swimmer, and the first trans athlete to be named Division I NCAA champion. I started swimming when I was five years old, and it's taught me so much. It's given me so many opportunities to learn, grow, develop, and connect with my peers. Opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. Mm. That's why it breaks my heart to mm. see trans kids across the country lose out on these opportunities. There's no such thing the as Department a The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through 8. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This rule is a good start, however, it is not enough. During this time of intense anti-trans backlash, the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally. Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids, because all trans kids deserve the opportunity to compete and play in the sports they love without compromising who they are. Join me in commenting on this mm, proposal going. and demanding wow. equal protection for all transgender athletes. Mm, equal protection and opportunity for all transgender athletes. Not for all athletes, you'll notice he just said, just for trans athletes. Well, listen, Will, do you mind if I call you Will? I'm going to call you Will, you poor excuse of a man. So poor of an excuse for a man that you had to identify as a woman in order to win a competition for once in your life because that's how much you suck as a dude. You cannot have equal opportunity for trans athletes. Why? Because the mere existence of a biological male in women's sports is inherently not equal. 
But people like Leah Thomas know that because anytime anyone proposes, well, why don't we just do a new trans woman sports league where a bunch of these mentally ill dudes dress up like girls and they can play against each other, they say no because it was never about equality or access or fairness when it comes to the trans community. It was always about dominance and control. And by the way, Will, for what it's worth, your hair is ugly and Raggedy Ann obviously did it way better. <laughs> Here to discuss this and more, we have uh, Blake Cresses. Did I say that hey, right? Hey, yes, you did. I, okay, I always, I always get paranoid that I'm going to say someone's you name wrong. You did it wrong. perfectly, Blake Cresses, and of I'm course. so happy to be here. Yes, uh, we're happy to have you back, co-host of the one-third, I should say, of the K KJB sh KGB show. I can't talk today. Also, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. I mean, i got to tell you, like, I never ordered this Wish version of Raggedy Ann. I don't think anyone <laughs> ordered the Wish version of Raggedy Ann, and somehow that's what we received. Um, He's like the only one that didn't hasn't made an effort, you know, in this group. Like they, at least they try yeah. to make an effort to look more feminine. He literally He's not even tries. Like, He's he off care. the hormones. He stopped taking the hormones. It sure looks like it. Voice is getting deeper. Facial structure is recalibrating to a man's facial structure. It's a horrifying character, quite frankly. I'm I'm scared. I mean, he, he. This is how this is how offensive it is. They literally think I'll just dye my hair this weird red color, grow it out, and get some mousse, and I can identify as a woman because that's all that womanhood has been reduced to, apparently. And now we have an education secretary who refuses to even define what a woman is. They're changing, they're molding Title IX into this weird transgender, uh, you know, fairness clause. When in actuality, it was literally designed to protect us from people like Will Leah Thomas. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just about to say uh, when you when you mentioned him not being able to define a woman, it was the same thing when that Supreme Court. The, yeah. the, she couldn't do it either. Mm -hmm. Like she's mm -hmm. not a bi biologist. I think they're just as confused as everyone else is. Do I don't you? think they know what to say. Well, but hold on, because you say she couldn't. And when I originally was thinking about this, I'm like, he can't even define what it is. And then I went, no, he can define he can. it. Yeah. He yeah. can. He knows what it is, mm -hmm. right? He just refuses to. He just yeah. doesn't want to right. because he's scared of the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Much and different thing. It's, it's different, yeah, for sure. And yeah, they, they all know. that they, they, they know basic biology. They know science. Yeah. They, they know that this is all bullcrap. But this, it's not about that. You know? and, they don't, and they don't care about protecting women. That Title IX to them is not that. It's not protecting women. It's just what can we force other states, mm -hmm. other organizations, what can we force them into doing? Right. Um, it's it's, it's kind of similar to COVID. Like they, they wanted to like test it and see how far they could push. Would they be willing to lock themselves away? Could we make them do that? Why, yes, we could. Would they be willing to accept a vaccine mandate? Well, yes, now they have proven that they're, they can do whatever they want. And now they're like, okay, what are we, are we willing to do to people to force them into the behavior that we want? Mm -hmm. This is just like the building blocks of something much, 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 much worse. And a, a full on authoritarian government is the direction this is going into. And we'll look back on things like this and we won't laugh, but we're like, yeah, that was the beginning. Yeah. yeah. On your point, Sarah, it was, it's definitely an intentional deflection. Obviously, as you said, everyone can define what a woman is. They just won't because they have to adhere to the ideology. Um, and it's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. As you brought up Katanji Brown-Jackson, this happened a year ago. They, uh, this is... I saw, watched Passion of the Christ recently, right? And in that movie, Satan is played by a woman. 
but the woman's voice is dubbed over with a man's voice. And it's a very androgynous figure, and I just think it's the perfect representation of evil. I know this might sound a little bit off topic, but what evil is in essence is taking what is natural, what is good, what is godly, and just slightly tweaking it, just slightly like perverting it. And this is what happens with the transgender ideology. It's really a terrifying situation. You know, it is, you know what this reminds me of? It cracks me up. I was just watching a Bill Burr uh, like montage, and he was talking yeah. about when, like, I think it was Megan Rapinoe was like on ESPN and bringing up how they don't get paid as much, you know, for mm -hmm. women's sports. Mm -hmm. And it was hilarious. He was pointing out like the, the like the, the faces of the men that were sitting at the table that were having to pretend like they didn't know what you know. They were like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" Like, yeah, why is that? Right. They knew, right. of course they know. Right. All these people that are getting asked right now, they know how to define a woman. They they know reality. They just are not allowed to speak it right now. Yeah, well, it's also funny on that particular one because, you know, all of the men who act shocked are like, when's the last time you watched women's sports, dude? <laughs> when you weren't yeah. paid to do it, right? Like, come on. You know the reason. You're just not going to say it. Um, it's just, it really is, it's frustrating because they turn this thing into an equality situation, right? They, yeah. they keep whining about, we just want equality. And it's like, you are literally the most protected class in the country right now. You are getting catered to by every single like government agency in the entire country. And uh, by the way, throwing women under the bus while you do it, and somehow you're still whining about not being treated fairly. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and let's really look at their calls for equality. Like this is why they are fighting right now so hard. They're fighting so that biological men and boys mm -hmm. can beat up on girls. Right. And they're fighting to, you know, surgically alter and chemically castrate children. Mm -hmm. That's their fight. Mm -hmm. That's the big social rights issue right now. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, it really is. The fact that LGBT people in general can be described as a group that you can discriminate against doesn't make any sense in and of itself because it's not an immutable characteristic. Mm -hmm. Being gay, they've told you forever that it's not a choice that you're born with it. It most certainly is a choice, you know. You might, I'm not saying it's a choice who you're attracted to, but engaging in the action of homosexuality is certainly a choice that one makes in the same way a normal man chooses to have sex with a woman or vice versa. And, you know, choosing to chop your d off, swear jar, <laughs> is certainly a choice in and of itself. So. The idea that you can discriminate against these people for something that is not an, an immutable characteristic just is bizarre. Well, I mean, even if even if someone wanted to say, uh, you know, someone wanted to say that's not true, you you very much are born gay. The trans thing is completely different, yeah. right? Because they're because they're literally saying, I'm not born this way. I yeah. choose to I choose to identify as this way, which is completely different well, than yeah. being like they've they've ta they've taken their slogan for the last ten years and turned it on its head. Yeah, you're, you're talking about, like on one side you have sexual attraction, right? And I don't know, people are attracted to a lot of stuff, but like <laughs> if, 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 on one side you're talking about sexual attraction, on the other side the trans thing, they're not. It's not sexual attraction. It's it's like a preference. Mm. They believe they are something they are not. Right. Well, in some right. cases, right, right. In some cases, and. Most disturbingly, the case with Leah Thomas. Um, we've seen people have dug, dug into her Insta his Instagram mm -hmm. and uh, and his burner we Instagram a, we account. We did a special about that. Yeah, that's on Blaze TV. He is uh, what can be considered an autogynophile, mm -hmm. I believe, someone yes. who receives sexual pleasure from being a man who receives sexual pleasure from being viewed as a woman. Very perverted stuff. Very satanic stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't remember everything uh, exactly what I saw from his Instagram, but. Yeah, really horrifying and really gross, the fact that he's hanging out in women's locker rooms. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, when, by the way, there have been so many studies, too, on not only the uh, AGP, autogynephilia, mm. um, and a lot of these trans... That's made up, right? Biological. <laughs> it's got to be made up. Dude, when I first read it, I was like, am I slow? Because I've never heard of this before. But apparently it's now a new thing, and a lot of men who ident identify as trans have that, they say they have that disorder. I mean, that's what drag is, right? Or maybe not. I mean, I, I would attribute it to him. Yeah, but so, but th but then you look at the amount of people, amount of people who identify as trans who are autistic as well, and it's, I mean, it's unbelievable how many how many autistic people are convinced by these evil adults, yeah. uh, you know, who are not autistic that they are trans. It's disgusting. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Freedom Project Academy. So, you know, you guys watch this program, so you understand that leftist propaganda, endless pronouns, critical race theory, sexually explicit books, all are accessible to your minors in our public education system. It's a huge mess. It is so bad. Colleges have been dumbing down their courses for years to accommodate the average incoming freshman who, you know, they might not be able to read and write at a seventh grade level, but they can tell you all about critical race theory. That is why you need to talk to my friends over at Freedom Project Academy. They have perfected online learning. They offer live, on-demand, and homeschool courses for kindergarten through 12th grade. And they were built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. They're dedicated to mastery of subject matter. They're teaching your kids how to think, not what to think. You can save 10% on tuition when you enroll today at freedomforschool.com. That is freedom, F-O-R, freedomforschool.com. By the way, while you're there, you can check out their courses, teachers, preview videos about the courses and request the free information packet. You can do that over at freedomforschool.com. <laughs> Hey, those of you who are watching on Blaze TV, we appreciate you guys being a subscriber. We could not do what we do without you. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, maybe you just, you know, it's Joe Biden's economy, so I get it. You might not be able to uh, afford a subscription right now. We would just ask that you, uh, you know, take a, a little tap to that like button. We like a gentle tapping here at the News and Why It Matters. And uh, make sure to subscribe and uh, comment. Let us know what you think about the news of the day. I love that, like, I every time I say that, I Jason's, like, 14 <laughs> years old and he thinks it's so funny. <laughs> um, so, all right. So during a congressional hearing on school choice, um, there was a, a Democrat. This is she's from Oregon. Her name is Suzanne Bonamici, and she was asking how students and families might be affected by private schools, religious schools, who are not subjected to the same, you know, federal civil rights laws that public schools are guided by. And uh, there was a, a Dr. Derek Black, professor of law at the University of South Carolina, and the Democrats' witness said that students and families who chose to attend private and religious schools are not protected from discrimination. Here is some of that. Watch. How can absolving schools, especially private religious schools, from following civil rights laws affect students and families who may choose a private school as part of a choice program? And, if, and Professor, if you can bring the microphone a little closer, I think we'll have easier time hearing you. Sure, yeah. Well, I think, as one of my colleagues once said, the further our children get away from public schools, the less we can, can protect them. Can you them. raise that up just a little bit? Thank you. I said the further, we get, the further children get away from public schools, the less we have the capacity to protect them. Oh, the less you have the capacity to protect my child from from whom? From me? Because it's my does I, I feel like there's a they, they they don't quite understand this. These are my children to protect. 
not yours. I'm actually not, se- well, I'm not sending my kids to public school at all. But if I were sending my kids to public school, I'm not sending them to you for you to protect or indoctrinate them. I, I, I just want them to get a good education. That seems to be something that they can't quite get clear. Who is we that he's talking about when he says the less we can protect mm-hmm. them? If you want the answer to that, go on TikTok, type in like LGBT teacher or something, and you'll see these pink, purple, or, or blue-haired land whales uh, with the rainbow flags and Black Lives Matter flags all over the classroom talking about how they'll keep it secret from your parents if you want to come out to them or if you want to change genders to them. Um, these people want to molest children. That's, that's the bottom line. I mean, I don't know what else you can say. In regards to this, they don't want them at private school because they want to be able to uh, to molest them. It, it it just it's just fascinating to me because you would think it would be. Com- I mean, it's very much common sense to me that you need competition in order to make sure that you're on the right track. Like we we recognize this about every other industry. The government has laws about monopolies, yet somehow with the education system they. <clears throat> They want to make it so that there is no alternative, there's no competition to public education. It just seems to me that the only reason that you would want that to be the case is absolutely, completely evil. Yeah, well, you're using capitalist terms, Sarah. You can't do that. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Sorry about that. C-word competition. Sorry about that. Yeah, you can't say that. Um, I'm going to use another C-word. He didn't... Uh Uh-oh. Do do we need a swear jar? Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. (laughs) Um, But when when he said protect, what he meant was control. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is what this is all about. Control. Um, they want to go in, and yeah, there's nothing safe about what they're doing. I mean, they, they're, they're like where you were pointing out, they're you know they're they're advocating you know gender ideology on your yeah. kids, and they don't want parents to know about it. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but like all other kinds of things, like racial you know bullcrap, you yeah. know, dividing people, let, making you know boys feel like that they are, especially white boys, that they feel bad about themselves, that they're somehow inherently evil, just how you know, they were born. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what public schools are going towards right now. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. I, I would love to just send a bunch of them old videos of Thomas Sowell talking about the only reason he was able to get from where he started to where he was then was school choice. That, that, that's, that's always what it's been. That, that is what drive, that could drive the public school system, you know, to be better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, oh my gosh, I mean, for a lot of people, private school, charter schools, that is the only refuge they have left. Mm-hmm. The absolute only refuge that, that, that they have left. Many people can't even, you know, if, if I could have homeschooled my, my kids, that's what I would have done. Yeah. If I could have had the money to send them to private school, that's what I would have preferred. But instead, I just trained them to be basically big time warriors. Yeah. I told oh, them yeah. to be combative. So I was like, listen for these things. This is what you, you need to tell them back to that. And they said, oh, I don't really understand that. Well, here's a couple of books. To, that is the only, like, if you are in bat, a, bra, a battleground area, mm-hmm. um, which is basically every damn place there is now for schools, you have got to teach your kids to be little warriors. Mm-hmm. Got to. Um, I, on, that, on that topic, too, uh, California is trying to make it a misdemeanor, the legislature there, trying to make it a misdemeanor to criticize teachers uh, for teaching gender identity ideology to children. Mm. So let me repeat that. They want to make it illegal for anyone to criticize a teacher for teaching 
sexuality and sexualizing your children. It's not going to be illegal for them to make your children, you know, uh, uh, sexualize your children. It's not going to be illegal for them to sexualize your children. It will be illegal for you to have a problem with it. Well, you know, we got to stop all these domestic terrorists from showing up to the to the right. school board meetings right. and, and, you know, facilitating violence against these brave school teachers who are so important to our society. But I wanted to add a little bit to what you said earlier uh, about the direction that schools are heading. These public schools, they have, it is in no way their goal to facilitate success in any capacity. Schools, public schools, they only serve to breed mediocrity. That's what I have found. They pander to the lowest common denominator. The genius students have to be held down to the same level as um, the less genius student. I was going to say something mean, but I'm not going to anymore. Which, I mean. People like I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm only 20. Uh, I was in high school not too long ago, but in 10th grade, I left uh, my, the public school I was going to and switched all by my own doing, like my parents honestly weren't for it, um, switched to a small private Christian school. I wow. paid for it with my own money wow. just because I cannot stand being, I, I mean, in public school, all you do is you sit there, they show you a YouTube video, a PowerPoint presentation, give you some notes, like it's just, it's pointless. It's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do it uh, in, in a much quicker fashion. Well, um, before we have to go to break here, I do want to, um, give a little bit of a contrast. We, I just told you what was happening in California. Well, in Florida, uh, educators will no longer be able to teach gender identity or sexual orientation in all public schools. Of course, this is the ex an expansion of what critics would call the don't say gay bill, but it's actually just the parental rights and education bill. Um, so the previous version prohibited instruction of these topics for grades or children ages five to eight, and this applies uh, students up to the age of 18. What a crazy battleground between California and Florida now. I know. They're both the states that just get stuff done. Yeah. One in a very bad way, right. yeah. one in the other way that actually preserves America. Right. right. I mean, right. If, if you want a template, just look at what they're doing. But what's Amazing. fascinating is that still, Gavin Newsom is buying up airtime in Florida yeah. on, you know, Fox News, trying to convince Floridians that they're somehow their freedom is being taken from them. I'm like, uh oh. He so wants to date. You are so tone deaf. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you are like so tone deaf. Bro. It is so wild. Uh, all right, last word, Blake. Oh, well, the people watching all his campaign ads, uh, Gavin Newsom's campaign ads, half the people watching them in Florida are, are people who used to live in California. That's a great yeah. point. And yeah. they're probably, you know, they're probably still Democrats and they're seeing that yeah. and they're like, oh, I love you, Gavin Newsom, but, you know, ta less taxes over here. Yeah. It's a great point. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more. I want to thank Scoremaster. So, Charging higher interest rates, you realize this is how banks make more money, and they're going to take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is, you know, maybe meh, but it's not great. Scoremaster is the new science in accelerating credit scores. It puts you in control of your money, not the bank. So well, I'll give you an example here. Say your credit is 650, you're borrowing 500 grand to refi your home. Starting at Scoremaster could save you over 75 grand in interest over the life of your loan or more. That is 75 grand that you keep. It's not the banks, right? You get to keep your money. That is a genius behind the Scoremaster three-week rule. Especially now with soaring interest rates, you gotta try it. It only takes a minute to get started and you can save 30 to 100 points in about three weeks, depending on your credit file. So if you need to apply for an auto lease, any loan, whatever you need, you can start at Scoremaster. Go to scoremaster.com slash news to try Scoremaster for free over at scoremaster.com slash news.
Governor Abbott has some explaining to do uh, because an explosive new report shows that Texas has been secretly giving its citizens income to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. So the Texas Workforce Commission uh, shared with the Epic Times that it shared at least one person's income with the ATF without a warrant through the federal gun background system. Um, and I know one of the one of our representatives here, Briscoe Kane, he said his office will be looking into um, whether the TWC is assisting the ATF in the Biden administration's, you know, attempt to like circumvent any legal way to I mean, they clearly want to take your guns and they're going to go through all of these, you know, back back doors to try to do it. But this is like very alarming because not only are they, so what's happening, Jason, I'll let you, I know you know the story very well. I'll let, I'll let you correct me if I'm wrong, but what's happening is people's incomes are being shared with the ATF who then have the ability to put you on a list to look into why you, well, hold on, you're only making $25,000. Why are you purchasing a $8,000 weapon? And then they look into you and put you on a list because they think that they have the ability to, I don't know, tell whether or not you have the capability of purchasing a weapon. I mean, you could have had uh, money gifted to you. You could have, I don't know, just be very irresponsible and recklessly spend. You could be racking up debt on a credit card for any, uh, you could have savings for any reason. Who cares? It is your right to purchase the gun legally. Thank you, Blake. You're welcome. Sorry about that. Do I have that right? You got it right, and it's actually worse than what you're describing because it exposes. Oh, I curse too things. soon. <laughs> you curse too soon. <laughs> so how? So think about how would they even know that you purchased these firearms? Well, that's because once you, everyone mm -hmm. probably watched the show has bought a gun before. You go through the NIC system, the you know the background system yeah. to do that. That's how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we essentially help the government build the background mm -hmm. system. I don't know what the, I, I hate the background system. I absolutely hate it because again, it's a constitutionally protected right. Mm -hmm. um, there's other ways after the fact, if criminals uh, committed a crime, they have a gun, then you can do something about it after they commit a crime. Um, but what we built for them is a gun registry. Mm -hmm. that, that's what we built for them. The NRA, who they love to vilify, they wouldn't have it if it wasn't for the NRA. What the system mm -hmm. they have now, they would not have that if not for the NRA. But so basically, aren't they supposed to get rid of your information after they run it through the system? I mean, uh, don't don't they say that that's what they do? That I don't know. They might be I mean, supposed to, but when when does anyone do what they're supposed to do? I mean, we're supposed to have a constitution. Yeah. We're supposed to be a country governed by laws and have our rights protected. But why would the government really give that up way. that information? They're, they're yeah. going to hold on to that as long as they can. But basically, let's say if Blake bought like five guns, then they run it through Nick's and they're like, okay, Blake just bought five guns. Let's see if his income supports that. I don't make nearly enough money to buy <laughs> five guns at any time. I'll tell you that much right now. But <laughs> so, so then yeah, no. they're, they're querying the state uh, organizations uh, like TWC, and they're saying, hey, how much money does he make? I cannot believe, like, you would need a warrant or something like that to make that request. But what this is alleging is they're just gleefully giving it up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, like a, like AT&T, Verizon, or, you know, Apple or whatever. If they just said, hey, we think this person might be a little, you know, nutso, you know, can you give us all his direct messages? Sure, why not? Forget the fact that you don't have a warrant to ask that information. Yeah. This is deeply troubling on multiple different levels. And I can't, I mean, we're supposed to be like a Second Amendment, you know, sanctuary state. Yep. Right. Are we or no. aren't we? No. Has the government even, I mean, I know that, I know that the, I think it was the Epic Times where I read this. I know they reached out to TWC, but I don't know if they actually reached out to 
Ken Paxton's office, if they reached out to Governor Abbott's office. I would love to hear their mm -hmm. comment on this. Mm -hmm. so there, there needs to be a response to this. Absolutely. You know, I mean, since moving to Texas, I've had to ask myself on multiple occasions on a variety of topics, how is this able to happen in Texas? Number one, probably the border. Number two, the drag shows. Number three, Jeff Younger, good friend of mine, had his kids taken away from him to be trans, yeah. mm -hmm. and now this situation. And the answer is that Texas, for some reason, this might be like a cursed state, I don't know, but the Republicans in Texas may just be the worst Republicans in the entire country. And uh, my two best examples for this are Greg Abbott and Dade Phelan, the governor and the Republican Speaker of the Texas State House, both accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations from gender clinics that uh, transition mm -hmm. children. So, you know, no one's really, it appears to be that no one is really on our side, regardless of, uh, of their political party in this state. And I feel like uh, a lot of that, I, I want to play a clip here of the, the, the director of the ATF, but I think a lot, to speak to your point about Texas, I think a lot of that is because Texas for so long was, had the, um, the, I, everyone thought of Texas as just the, the deep red, yeah, you know, the red yeah, the red state. And so nobody paid attention. Everybody kind of neglected looking into who they were voting for, mm -hmm. uh, looking into what those representatives were actually doing when they were in the legislature, because it's not they're not always in the legislature. Um, and I feel like they just kind of took it. A lot of Texans took it for granted. How many times have you had the term? Oh, Texas will never turn blue. Right. And yeah. they just they just they just took it for granted uh, and they slept. They're sleeping on it. And then all of a sudden, all of these activists come in and, you know, start transforming your deep red state. That's how that happens. Yeah, Texas. I mean, the, the Texas being the red state, which is probably Florida now, but it Texas is. being such a strong red state uh, is kind of anomaly. It's a modern anomaly because it was always blue for the longest time. People mm -hmm. don't remember that. Like, I, think, I remember one of the greatest governors considered at the time when I was a kid was Kay Bailey Hudson, which was a hardcore Democrat. Um, but yeah, so this is very relatively new, and I think institutions are probably still heavily infiltrated with that history. Places like TWC or you know, just think about how jacked up the federal bureaucracy is now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how you can't get these lifelong politicians out of those. That, I mean, that, that, the way the bureaucracy works right now, there's over 400 agencies in the federal bureaucracy. Wow. Over 400. That's why you can get a President Trump, you can get a Republican Senate and a Republican House, and nothing changes. Yeah. Not only that, but they impeach him twice and then raid his home and then indict him in New York. Right. That's how that happens because of the bureaucracy. And it's the same in places like Texas. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't just focus on the big time elections. Yep. You gotta go down to the school board. You gotta go all the way down to as, as far down as you can and go through that those avenues. Because if you ignore it, Texas will turn. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, all right. I want to play on the subject of, of ATF. I want to play the ATF's director, Steve Dettelbach, who uh, was asked a very, I would say, a very simple question. Um, it's a dope name, though. Yesterday. Actually. Do you think? It's the way Sarah says things sometimes. <laughs> cracks me up. Dettelbach. Very... Um, and, uh, I obviously so... can't say anything. I can't talk. I'll just, like, shrink back into the Yeah, source. Jason's last name is Buttrell, so he can't say anything. <laughs> um, but uh, he was asked a very simple, I would say simple question yesterday about firearms, and he could not provide the answer. Once again, nobody seems to be an expert on the things they are supposed to be an expert on in government. Watch. Uh, as a gun owner uh, of many different types and a 20-year military veteran, I have some expertise in weaponry uh, and self-defense weapons. What could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so 
if you go at, at 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. No, so. So, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work. But we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be. But, but we have people at ATF who can Good. talk about uh, uh, velocity uh -huh. of firearms, what damage different mm -hmm. kinds of firearms cause. So that whatever determination you, you chose to make would be an informed one. Oh, good. So the guy who is in charge of regulating firearms has no idea, cannot answer what an assault weapon is. I'm not sure if he understands that the F in ATF literally stands for firearms and he's supposed to understand. Well, but I mean, I guess by their definition, every single gun is an assault weapon because... If you have a gun that can't hurt someone, you've got the wrong gun. <laughs> so, the, so for more context, these are, this is the organization that Biden is now using to essentially write new gun laws. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, these guys. But he's not a firearms expert. He's not a firearms expert, but he's going to write some gun laws. <laughs> this is amazing. I, yeah. It's, I tell you what. I, I just broke Jason's brain. You did break my brain. <laughs> it's because every day I'm like, I, 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 I teeter back and forth. Where I'm like, ah, second amendment will be fine. But then I'm like, well, is it going to be when they can use people like that to just basically end around yep. the Second Amendment? Yep. So, like, I mean, you, we had, like, you know, like, they had OSHA do the dirty work for Biden when they wanted to mandate vaccines. Mm -hmm. That's who they went through. Uh, now they're just going through the ATF to do this. Wh who, uh, like I said, 400 agencies in this government. That's a lot of weaponry that they can, you know, mm -hmm. you know figurative weaponry that they can use to just completely obliterate the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. I think the Second Amendment will be fine, but I don't think that that means that we will be fine. I think the culture, the, the culture of gun ownership is sort of dying. Um, it's becoming a much more mainstream idea that guns are evil, guns are bad. And regardless of if the Democrats do anything to actually take our guns, I feel like less and less people will continue to own guns. And like we saw with COVID, they don't need to take our guns to completely destroy our lives and take away all of our freedoms. It, it, it's... It, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't I, like so with with the pistol stabilizing law that or mm -hmm. rule, whatever you want to call it, they did. Like they made me a felon right there. Yeah. How many? I don't know how many know more a lot of, of people. New, new felons. <laughs> but it's like if you, you with him asking that question is is actually very very essential to this because if your definition of assault rifle is certain amount of capacity for a magazine mm -hmm. or attachments, mm -hmm. you know, on, on the weapon, well. They can slowly do more of these rules to outlaw, outlaw more and more yeah. weapons. Mm -hmm. To where eventually, I mean, you'll only be able to have a shotgun with a, you know, with a permit or whatever, or a six shooter with a permit. Right. And do we have a Second Amendment? Just in name only at that point? Right, right. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the last time I saw one of the, when they got close enough to uh, passing any sort of assault weapons ban, the last time I saw, and they actually had a list of all of the guns that would be banned on that. Mm. My, at the time, uh, the only gun that I had was a, like a little baby 380 that I used to, you know, for my everyday carry. So that was on the list. I know. It was, <laughs> little, it was like a little mini gun. Um, but uh, that was on the list, right? And wow. so they always they always use these terms. What? Like Yes, they always use these terms like assault weapon and assault weapons ban. And, you know, and then when you look at what they're actually defining it as, it's, Jason, as you mentioned, you're stuck with either a revolver or a shotgun i guess yeah until they come for that next with, with the way they talk about it they, it sounds like if anything is semi-automatic yes that will eventually be grouped into because life. as this dork pointed out i saved edit from having to 
bleep me again, because as this guy points out, well, I'm, I'm not a firearms expert, because we've got a whole bunch of people running the show who don't know jack about guns. They don't know jack about what semi-automatic means. They think that they, like, they don't know the difference. And so you hear so many people on Twitter all the time who are conflating semi-automatic with automatic weapons. Yeah. As if they're at all the same thing. They have no idea what they're talking about. Is same thing with almost every other thing that they pass. Obamacare. You had a bunch of jerk-offs in Washington, D.C. who don't know jack about the insurance industry, passing all of these rules and regulations for the insurance industry that completely, like, blew it up. So it's just all of these. Nobody's an expert. Yeah, no kidding. That's the freaking problem. None of you are experts about any of this, yet you have no problem making these rules and regulations for this said category that we all have to live by, and you don't even know what the hell you're doing. All right. I need to take a break. Why are you yelling at me? I know. <laughs> I know. The audience is like, oh, it's not me. I didn't do it. Why are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. I'll take, I'll take a drink, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin revealed yesterday he plans to return to the NFL after suffering cardiac arrest during a game on January 2nd. And uh, during his speech to the media, he detailed the exact diagnosis that the doctors gave him. Watch. I've seen, you know, some of the top professionals across the country and their answers to me were pretty much all the same. They were the same. And this event was life changing. But it's not the end of my story. So I'm here to announce that I plan on making a comeback to the NFL. The diagnosis of pretty much what happened to me was basically commodio cortis. It's a direct blow at a specific point in your heartbeat that causes cardiac arrest. And five to seven seconds later, um, you fall out. And that's pretty much what everyone's seen January 2nd of this year. Um, Commodio cortis is the leading cause of death in youth in youth athletes across all sports. So that's something that I personally will be taking a step in to make a change. Um, and also with that being said, you know, the all the awareness around CPR and the access to AEDs have been lower in that number as well. Um, I'm not convinced of any of that. Let me tell you guys who else is not convinced of it is a good friend of the program, Dr. Peter McCullough, who tweeted out the uh, that as a cardiologist, I am not convinced the COVID vaccine myocarditis is a far more likely uh, scenario. Return is perilous because risk of repeat cardiac arrest mm. on the playing field without an ICD. Um, and I'm looking up right now if that is true that it's the leading cause of death in yeah. youth athletes like, across all sports because I've never heard that stat. Well, while you're looking that up, I just the way he made those remarks makes it sound to me at least you can say i'm wearing a tinfoil hat but it sounds like he's been heavily prepared for this real heavily mm-hmm. prepared for this mm-hmm. and if that is true why didn't he say the same thing in his interview with michael strahan he actually said he wasn't i don't remember if he said he wasn't supposed to, to comment on that or he just said he's not going to comment on that mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden all of a sudden he's coming out first yeah mm-hmm. i don't i'm sorry i just yeah i Michael, I mean, Michael Strand, um, Peter McCullough is not only just a cardiologist, he's like highly decorated cardiologist. Mm. Yeah, he's like probably the most published cardiologist in the world. Right. But the moment he starts talking about these subjects that he's not supposed to talk about, mm. then all of a sudden people just 
dismiss his opinions on these things. I don't know. This is, I don't know. There's been a lot of, the, the, one of this, the hard things about this Damar Hamlin thing is there was, there was a lot of conspiracy theories that were like oh, floating dude, around. Some it. were super schizo. Did you see the people who were saying like, yeah, he died and they, they got a body, body double? double. Yeah, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, that I was, did see that. That was insane. Look, I'm happy our boy's doing okay, you know. I yeah. mean, despite he's coming out here probably lying about his diagnosis and at least, you know, it's happy to see that he's okay because that was not... And I don't want to sound like I'm some big macho guy or whatever, but that wasn't a very hard hit, okay? I've seen way harder hits in peewee football games, okay? And I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, it's very serious that he got injured, but what, what he's saying, his diagnosis is, that just doesn't make sense. Which, to your point, because that's what commodio cortis is, I, I guess we should explain. I feel like everyone would know this, but it's blunt trauma yeah. to that specific area um, around your heart. There was no blunt yeah, I don't trauma. think he got hit around his heart. From if well, it didn't look like it, yeah, and no. so if that if if that type of of trauma, right, that type of tackle or hit would be causing that, you would see way more uh, yeah. commodio oh, cortis in the NFL. Like we would see it all the time if you, that were the case. You would think, but I mean, what's really enrages me about this is there are documented cases of myocarditis. That's mm-hmm. it. There's documented cases of this. This is an issue, but yep. they will not discuss it. Mm-hmm. So if it's gotten, I'm just, if that's what this happened, if, that, if that's what really happened to DeMar Hamlin, then you would think that someone out there would say, okay, well, let's at least get a group of doctors to just look at the data and look into this. Because it sounds like they're not trying to do that. They're doing the opposite, and they're trying to shut that conversation yep. down. Yep. And yep. that is, I'm sorry, it, People need to go to jail in the future if that's yeah. what's happening. Yep. I mean, there can be no transparency whatsoever when the government handed out poison to the majority of the population. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, if we're still on YouTube, I don't know. If we're <laughs> that, but, um, I didn't but say anything. Wherever say you're anything. watching, <laughs> um, make sure. Uh, so Chad and I, and Chad Prather and I did a, a little sketch for you guys that is going to be available on my YouTube channel. So make sure that you go watch it. Uh, it is we got to poke a little bit of fun at Bud Light and their marketing expert. Here's a little clip of that watch. I, uh, I, after the Dylan Mulvaney campaign, there was a sharp decline in, in sales. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, we're actually calling it our uh, Kid Rock Toby Keith demographic. Uh, literally 100% of all Bud Light drinkers. Uh, Ugh, Kid Rock. He's gross. That's kind of like the old logo for the Four Peaks beer brand. I have uh, a really great idea here of how we can boost like sales and trans awareness again. This time we're going to have a can designed with Dylan Mulvaney in erotic tan mesh swimwear. <laughs> You can find the full video over on my YouTube channel, so make sure that you go over to uh, the News and White Matters with Sarah Gonzalez YouTube channel. And uh, hey, subscribe while you're there. We'll be right back. Rachel McAdams, I feel like you guys would generally agree. She's a very, very beautiful woman. Babe. Uh, yes, well, I would like to show you, Jason, her new um, her new Bustle magazine photo shoot where she displays her <laughs> very hairy armpits. Yeah, dude, that's gross, man. For the world to see. So That's not real, is it? She's like Lois Come Lane. On. Yes, it is. That's her. Look, Bustle tweeted out, for Bustle's photo shoot, April cover star Rachel McAdams requested the images be edited as minimally as possible. I love the, juxt- the juxtaposition of beauty, glam, fantasy, and then truth. Who are these people? Well, there it is, the truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rachel McAdams has some hairy armpits for you. Is this the Bud Light chick? Did she do that <laughs> as well? Did she design that shoot? <laughs> she got fired and went over to Bustle <laughs> to promote this photo shoot. Boy, she was right. That was uh, edited as minimally as possible, and I sure wish that it had been edited. And those armpits were not hairy. Do you feel yeah, the same dude, way about just, Rachel McAdams? Just, I mean, this is an uncomfortable topic just to talk about. I don't even is know it? what. Yeah, it's just gross, man. Like, I don't even know what else to say about it. Like, who's this? First off, I don't really know who this is. What's she from? What's she in? Is she in, like, Superman movie? Wow. She's Serious? Is she from Mean Girls? You're I, so I don't know who this young. is. Okay, she's from Mean the Girls. The Notebook. The Notebook, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I am. Has it ruined Rachel McAdams for you, Jason? Uh, yeah, it has. I won't, I won't look at this. I, I, thankfully, I won't have to watch The Notebook anymore. I can use that as an excuse for my wife. No, honey, we ain't watching that again. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.